This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Aloha, listeners, and welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy. I am in beautiful Hawaii. If you listen real careful, you can hear Koki Frogs because we're recording at night. Here at my daughter's house, I got my lovely wife here with me. Hi, everybody. And, Aloha. Yeah, and we're going to do this show for you because we need to have a show out. Um, our word of the week this week is succinct, which is something that um, my dad always accused me of not being. He, <laughs> one of the favorite quotes that my dad had uh, was, spit it out, Paul. Uh, because I was always just trying to figure out what to say and dragging things on. So to be succinct, or some people say succinct, um, is uh, to be brief and clearly expressed, which is, like I said, something that I struggle with. Uh, so I figured, what the heck, we'll use it for uh, Word of the Week. Give yourself 10 bonus points every time you use it, if you feel like playing the game. Keep track of your own bonus points, because I will not be the bonus point police. You will be in charge of your own bonus points. Uh, a couple of things I want to tell you about before we start. First of all, check us out on all of the places where... You're listening now or other places, let people know. The best way to get people to listen to the show is to let them know that it exists. Um, so please, 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 if you're enjoying the show, tell people about it. Say, hey, I was just listening to this. Maybe you might like it. Send them a link. Uh, point them our direction. We really appreciate that. Also, you can follow us on social media. You know how to do that by now, so I'm not going to tell you any more about that. You can send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And you can also uh, become one of our patrons on Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon page, and all of our Patreon members get access to our Discord chat server. They also, um, the upper level givers, have access to our book club, where we read books and chat about them. And uh, you also help to financially support the show. It costs money to make this show happen, and uh, this is what we do for a living, is uh, this show. So you're helping to pay to keep food on our table and make things work. The really nice thing about it is when you give to Patreon your uh, giving is tax deductible. So you're really not actually putting food on my table. You're just giving many, money to messed up ministries uh, so that we can go into the, um, where are we going to? Prisons. Yes. And uh, help out with prison ministry, buy supplies for them, books, paper, uh, those type of things. So you check that out at patreon.com slash messed up or mess it up podcast. Or you can just go to mess it up podcast.com, click on the become a patron button and there it is. You can become a patron. And you can do it for as little as a dollar a day. A dollar a month. <laughs> you can do a dollar a month. You can also do what you can do a dollar yeah, a day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that is fine. Um, so uh, check that out, and we really, really appreciate it. Um, uh, it's a great time. We're coming up toward the end of the year, so if you've got end-of-the-year giving to do, it's a great way to get your end-of-the-year giving. And you can start and stop your Patreon membership at any time uh, as well. So uh, we really appreciate all of you who have been keeping the show on the air. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's try to be more succinct and move on with the show. So Bev and I are here visiting our daughter. Bev just celebrated a birthday at the beginning of the month. Well, the middle of the month. I guess it was last week that she celebrated. It was on the 18th. So last Monday, uh, before the show that was called Ferris came out, uh, it was Bev's birthday. And uh, our daughter brought her out to Hawaii. And she decided to bring me out as well, so there wouldn't be jealousy and, and acrimony. 
Uh, so we've been out here and then we're celebrating our grandson Luke's seventh birthday coming up on the 28th of this month. So we'll be here until the beginning of November. And what's happening is we are here in Hawaii and because we celebrate recovery, every time we go somewhere, we try to find a place where we can share. And one of our favorite places to share, we've been several times, including their second meeting ever, was the Celebrate Recovery in the town of Volcano in Hawaii. And here's a cool thing about the town of Volcano <laughs> in Hawaii. They named it that because, you know, it's on the volcano. So if you check out uh, Hawaii Volcano Eruption, you'll see that there is a lava plume that's going and the little fountain is, is spewing 30 to 60 feet in the air. We were literally about less than 10 miles from that lava plume on Friday night when Bev shared her testimony. And uh, we've been at this Celebrate Recovery a few times. We really love doing it. We're gonna go out uh, next, well, tomorrow, when this show comes out, mm -hmm. we will be out at Ocean View, Hawaii, which is, to my knowledge, the southernmost Celebrate Recovery meeting in the United States. And we will be sharing our couple's testimony there. And one of the things that happens when we share testimonies in Celebrate Recovery is people will talk to us afterwards and tell us how it touched them. And it's a really rewarding experience for me. Bev, what are some uh, experiences you've had in sharing your testimony in the past? Not necessarily with this one, but, but in the past, what are some things that have stood out to you when you've shared? One that sticks out in my mind is there was one time, oh, and I think it might have been at Wofford Heights okay. in California, up in the mountains. Um, I always, let me back up and say, my story is, I felt for a long time, my story was not, and I would use like air quotes here to say, bad enough or, you know, um, scary enough that, anybody would want to hear it. You know, I just felt like it was bland, I guess. Uh, there hadn't been that much drama in my life that I thought that any, that it would stand out. And so in sharing my testimony, I got done and you try to read the people's faces a little bit while you're sharing, but then at the same point, you're reading it because we do read our testimony in, in CR. And so I didn't pick out this lady in the crowd and I wasn't really getting feedback from too many people, but this lady like rushed to me as soon as I was done. And she said, you know, I just completely identify with your story because she said, I felt like my story was never dramatic enough to share. And then she said, tonight you proved that wrong to me that my story is, if your story could help me, then my story could help somebody else. Wow. And it was exactly the same, it was the same issue that she felt, that I had felt before I shared. And um, so I felt like, um, I just thrilled that, that I had the opportunity to be able to share out of my life and that it would connect with somebody in that kind of a personal way. Yeah. So. And uh, my my book that I'm working on right now that I'm hoping to have done by Christmas time, people, is and it's called Piece by Piece, um, is uh, about sharing testimonies and how people might be touched by your testimony that you don't even realize that you're making a connection with because we're not there necessarily to 
for a specific person. It can be that you know you invite someone or whatever. But, but most of the times I've shared my testimony, I haven't picked the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience has been there. Right. I've chosen to do my testimony, but not to pick the audience. And there have been so many times where I've shared and a person has done what you said. They've come up to me afterwards and they, they just make a beeline for me or send me an email or connect with me online somehow. And I know that the testimony needs to be shared, whatever it is, and we don't have to wait. I, I said on the show before that I used to always think, oh, I wish I had a, a great story, you know, and then I could be a pastor <laughs> and have it. And, and I didn't have one, and now I've got one that's too great for me. I wish I could give some of it back, you know, or, <laughs> you know, save it for, you know, multiple sequels or option it to some Hollywood director. But I'm, I'm, my story is my story, and I use it now. But there's always that, that person somewhere that needs to hear what we're saying. And that's one of my favorite things about going and sharing. That's what I'm really looking forward to tomorrow in going to Ocean View. I won't know anybody. I will know one person there, Kea from Volcano. Uh, we saw him today, ran into him in town uh, here in Hilo, and he said he would be there tomorrow. Other than that, we don't know anybody that we're sharing. Walking in cold, and it's not the first time I've walked into a meeting without knowing who I was going to be talking to or, or chatting with or who was the, the leader of the meeting or anything. It's, and that's one of the things I love about Cell Recovery because I'm going into a room full of strangers and they're all my family tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I love what you said, though, Paul, about um, and my story is my story because I don't really think that we need to put... I wish I had never put an adjective in front of my testimony, like calling it a good one or a bad one or a weak one or a strong one or whatever, because um, I don't feel that way anymore. Our walk with Christ, we don't have to be completely down in the dumps and, you know, like feeling like we're on our very last leg spiritually in order for God to do an amazing thing in our life and set us in the right direction. Because um, if that were so, then there would be gradients of sin. And there there are not. There's not gradients of sin. Right. We, you know, we're all one step away from God if we're sinning yeah. in, in any way. Yeah, and we talk about the idea that we're as sick as our secrets. And when we share our testimony, we make the mystery history. And yeah. It just goes away. And yes, I did just come up with that whilst you were talking. I like that. Trying to figure out how to say it. Um, But I love the idea of a testimony. So Bev, uh, before, and we've we've gone longer than I thought we would, but before we get into our our break for the uh, song of the week, can you tell the people a little bit just what you said to me when we were leaving Volcano on Friday night? So we're we're pulling off onto a a two-lane highway, which is, you know, the Belt Road in Hawaii is it's two lanes, and we're up at 4,000 feet. It's drizzling rain. And, and pitch dark. Pitch black. No city lights, no nothing. It's, you know, it's, it's small. Um, so what, what can you just uh, fill in on our conversation? Yeah, let me, let me set up the scenario a little bit. So as Paul mentioned, I had celebrated a birthday, and um, I don't know your gut reaction when I make the statement that I turned 70, Um, numbers of birthdays have always been just that, you know, a number. And for some reason or other, I got into this kind of pity party where I was feeling sorry for myself. Like, gosh, not feeling sorry for myself that I was 70, but looking at the time frame, 
obviously we have to say nobody knows, you know, the day they're going to be making it to heaven. But when I looked at my life and realized that 70 of my years were gone, my conclusion was that I didn't have many days left, mm. many years left, mm -hmm. I guess. And I started looking at what I had not been able to accomplish, you know. And I think I was focused more on that than I was focused on what I have with God's grace been able to accomplish. And so it was just kind of a war going on in my head and in my heart. And I hadn't really shared that with anybody in the family here. But as we walked, uh, you know, we walked in there that night, it was a really small crowd, a really, really small crowd. I mean, there wasn't even hardly a handful of people there. Yeah. And so whenever that happens, I always wonder, why am I sharing my testimony to this little tiny group? And, and by the time I was done, I was ashamed of myself. Mm -hmm. I, I was really ashamed of myself. Say like, more about that before okay. people think that they don't like your story. No, <laughs> I was ashamed of myself that I had thought that, that these people were not worth it you know, me sharing, and that I wanted a bigger crowd to be there. And obviously, you always want your story to be heard by as many people as you can because you're hoping that you can reach into the lives of more people. But that's not the way the Holy Spirit works, you know. And so I know that Jesus would leave the 99 to get the one, right. you know, and bring it back. And for some reason that night, I felt like as we got back in the car, I thought I was the one I was the one that, that Jesus had gone after because I suddenly felt this shift in my thinking from, gosh, how many, you know, days, months, weeks, years, whatever I have left to whatever it is, I'm going to spend that time serving the Lord. And, and I want to do the most that I can with the, you know, the life that I have left. And so in order for me to get to that place, I had to hear my own story coming out of my mouth, going to my ears. And so as we're riding home, it was very quiet in the car and we were just listening to uh, Need to Breathe, I think on the way home. And suddenly it dawned on me, I've, I've got everything I need for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and, um, where God and I, I just had a heart of thankfulness and gratefulness that um, God had blessed me with 70 years yeah. and it was enough. You know, if there was one day more than 70, that was okay with me. Yeah, that's so, such a neat concept to think about uh, because you're talking about being 70, but we know in Christ we are a new creation, mm -hmm. and that kind of throws it to where we're going with our song of the week this week. This song is by a guy named Kobe James. And the song is called Brand New. So we're going to give you about 90 seconds of this song. We'll come back on the other side to talk about it and talk about how you can make your story matter to someone as well. So here's Kobe James with Brand New. Yeah, said goodbye to all of my stains. Like my soul got a fresh coat of paint. And I know I won't be the same. Won't go back again. No, never, no way. I look up and I can see it got me where I want to be. Every day you're working and you're doing something good to me. You make me brand new. It's like I'm rising up from the water, living in the light. You call me into 
Okay, it seems like each week when we um, have a song of the week, there's something in the, you know, the previous week that I've run across, either reading scripture or something that somebody said that ties right into it. And this one comes right off the top of the song, right from the very beginning. Traded all my dark for the light, traded all my blindness for sight, traded all my pain for the gain, got a key to the gate and a seat at your table. Yeah. And the reason why I picked that one out is because um, I was reading about the disciples and and how frustrated they were that they had gone out into the cities and they were having difficulty uh, healing people and uh, ridding them of evil spirits and stuff. And they came back and Jesus told them, you know, it's great that you have all these powers but the most important thing is that your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. So when I read that, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm really thankful my darkness is now light. And I, I really, uh, my heart breaks when I see somebody who's at the end of the rope and they can't find out that they can hang on to Christ and it will be okay. But more than all of that is the fact that we have that reassurance that, our name is written in heaven mm-hmm. and nobody can blot that out. Nobody right. can take it away. Right. And I love that you picked out that line. It's this, you know, the, the idea that we traded it. Yeah. Because when I trade something, that means I have it. I have control over it. It's mine. I'm opting to give it to somebody else in return for something different. And so we are trading those things to God in, in, in exchange for something different. And you just said that. And I realized that. If it's a fair trade, you trade something away and you get something of equal value. In this, we give God our junk. Trading up. And he gives us back Trading the greatest up, gift sure. ever. They're definitely not equal value. Yeah, and, and the line that stood out to me is um, in the little bridge, it says, you got me where I want to be. And mm. I like those three words, you got me. I, I talk to people so often about the idea that I don't pray for strength for people. I pray for people's weakness. And I was talking to uh, my friend Kevin, who's been on the show uh, this last week, and he said that you know he prayed for weakness, and and mm. that that's what we need because it's God giving it to us. What I wanted, God gave it to me. I got it from Him. I didn't create it. It wasn't of my own volition. It wasn't me picking mm. myself up by the bootstraps and doing something. It was God, and and that's an awesome, awesome thing. Yeah. Uh, only one more line, and that's every day is a new beginning. Yeah. You know, like the joy comes in the morning. Yeah. Midnight lasts one mm-hmm. minute. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, it's sir. a new day. That is awesome. Well, so, Bev, we were talking before the break about sharing testimonies and that yours made a difference to you. 
And we can't always have the opportunity to share our testimony to a group of people. We don't always have the opportunity to go to a celebrate recovery meeting that we've never been to and share. It, right. it, there, you, we might be blessed and live in a neighborhood or an area where there are several meetings that we could go to. But like, for instance, with us in Ridgecrest, the nearest meeting to us is, is an us. hour away. You know? <laughs> uh, so we, we travel to share, but most of the time we're there with our own selves and, and we meet once a week. So there's six other days during the week where we're not in a meeting. So what do we do in the meantime to give ourselves that boost, to remind ourselves that we are enough? What are some things? And I think one of them is what I just said there is the reminding. That's what I need. I need to remind myself of that gratitude. And, and we're coming into holiday seasons here soon, and we'll be doing the gratitude lists in you know Lesson 22 in Celebrate Recovery, uh, where we talk about the things that we are grateful for. And I think for me, it's very important to keep that in front of my face because I can so quickly forget. I can so quickly get overwhelmed by the rest of life. Um, I was listening to a sermon yesterday and um, somewhere in there, they were talking about how if you want to, if I want to have a conversation with you, I talk to you and you talk to me. Mm -hmm. If we want to have a conversation with God, we talk to him, but God doesn't often, or at least not in my life, have an audible voice. Mm -hmm. But where his voice is verbatim is the, the word, the Bible. That's God's voice. That's him talking to us. So in order to complete that circle of conversation, um, I'm just now discovering that the way God talks to me is through his word. And um, so... When I, I just know that in this last six months, I've had a stronger sense of the truth of the fact that God loves me. And I couldn't get that any other way. Yeah. People can tell me. I've had people pray over me, put their hands on my shoulders and say, I'm praying that, that you will sense God's love, that you'll know God loves you and you're, you're very special. It just wasn't happening until I got into God's word and I heard him saying through his Bible how much he loved me because there I have proof of all that he did for me. Yeah. You know, and so that's a big one for me. We were talking today as we went to go get my daughter from work. We were talking about just brainstorming some ideas for working with kids. She's got, you know, a, a first grader at home. He's turning seven and sometimes there are issues and she was just asking mom and dad for some advice. And one of the things that I talked about is, you know, practice these tools before you need them. You know, when, when I was teaching school, we would have a, a fire drill, and I took it very seriously because I was like, right now, we don't need this. So we're practicing it so that when we do need it, we got it down cold. We don't have to think. Mm -hmm. It's all muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And so if I think about being grateful and appreciating myself and, and, and the people who love me, and how much God loves me. If I think about those things in good times and write them down, make notes to myself, make a video, put it on YouTube, do something so that I can recall it later when I do need it, that's when I need it. I don't want to go shopping for a life preserver when I'm already in the midst of the sea drowning. I mm -hmm. want to have that life preserver there. So, so being prepared, reminding ourselves, what are some other tools that we can do to, to keep ourselves spiritually afloat and, and on the, uh, the come up? The Bible tells us to have a reason for the hope that we have within us to share with the others. 
Okay, I might have botched that scripture a little bit, but um, one of the things we learned at CR, I think during one of the summits, was always have kind of a thought about what you would say to somebody when they ask you about your life. Um, and I'm talking about spiritually. And we were in particular talking about wearing our CR shirts, mm-hmm. our Celebrate Recovery shirts. So what do you say when somebody walks up and says, what in the world is Celebrate Recovery? What is that? And, you know, just to be able to talk to somebody, I think it does a couple of things. Uh, and I have had people ask me before, what's that? What's that on your shirt? What, that's mean? what does that mean? Uh, and you don't need a, uh, like, you don't have to write this all down and memorize it. Like, um, it has to be perfect. But you kind of have to know where you're going. And what that does for you is it reminds you of where you've been. Mm-hmm. So just like I was saying a while ago, you hear your own words and your own story. You also can hear from someone else maybe who doesn't have hope and it reminds you what God has done for you and helps you to lead the way to hopefully build a relationship with them and be able to say, this is what I found worked mm-hmm. for me. And hopefully you'll want this, yeah. you know? So, and cause I don't recommend anybody, you know, getting a bullhorn and yelling on the side of the street, you know, Jesus saves, yeah. you know, because nobody, people just kind of turn a deaf ear. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things and, that I And I, had, I actually did have a person you know, from a church bullhorning me today on the street in, in Hilo, and it, it, it scared me. I thought I had done something. <laughs> I was looking for a person that I might be hitting. I, it threw me off. It was very distracting and dangerous, and they were not convincing anybody to go to church. Um, so the scripture that Beth mentioned was, uh, I, I'm hoping that I found the one that you were thinking, is First Peter 3.15, that says in the uh, NIV, I'll read, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, not a bullhorn. Um, but I'm going back and looking at a, a variety of translations. And I've got the message version. It says, if with heart and soul you're doing good, do you think you can be stopped even if you suffer for it, you're still better off. Don't yeah. give the opposition a second thought. Through thick and thin, keep your hearts at attention in adoration before Christ, your master. Be ready to speak up and tell anyone who asks why you're living the way you are, and always with the utmost courtesy. Keep a clear conscience before God so that when people throw mud at you, none of it will stick. They'll end up realizing that they're the ones who need a bath. It's better to suffer for doing good if that's what God wants, than to be punished for doing bad. That's what Christ did, definitively, suffered because of others' sin. The righteous one for the unrighteous ones. He went through it all, was put to death, and then made alive to bring us to God. Wow. Wow. And I think that's really, I I love that idea of, you know, people will throw mud, but they're the ones that need a bath. Well, I, I think, too, you ask what other tools do we have in our toolbox, and I believe that I won't even take the time of day to listen to someone or watch their life if their walk doesn't match their talk. So, you know, if we just have the bumper sticker on the back of our car or the fish Mm -hmm. symbol or whatever, but we are not acting in a way that is um, being an ambassador for Christ or upholding God's reputation, I think we're fools. 
And I, we're not going to help anybody that way. As a matter of fact, we're just going to drag ourselves down because we're just spending our life wasting our time. Right, you know? right. These people were out there marching and screaming and bullhorning us. We were getting ourselves all riled up. They, they weren't showing any love. I didn't see any love. Mm -hmm. um, so it's different. And, and something I think that is, is important to keep in mind as we look at tools is that what works for one person might not work for somebody else. What works for me might not work for somebody else. And what I see working for somebody else, it might work for me. It might not. I know that uh, Pastor Dan, boy, listening to uh, Southern Gospel <laughs> Quartet, Gaithers, that really lifts him up and feeds his soul. For me, makes me want to choke the radio. Uh, it's not my thing. So everybody might have something to do that's different. But because it's working for them, that's what's the matter. Because it works for you, that's what's the matter. Insofar as it's not, you know driving somebody else down. And if you say, well, right. I love breaking glass, and that makes me feel good, and you go break all the glass downtown, that's, that's not what we're saying here. But uh, kind of like the whole um, making amends, you know, insofar as it doesn't hurt somebody else for you to do it, then you do it uh, personally. And I so, think, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, I thought you were ahead. done. Um, I know, and I've said it before on this podcast, so I don't mind sharing it again, but I struggle with uh, anxiety. And... Um, there are times when I can feel myself drifting into that and I try to take a mental note of like where where is this happening to me? Is this a familiar place where I often feel that anxiety? Um, I look for some physical signs. My palms get sweaty. My heart rate kind of goes up and I feel tense in my stomach and I kind of clench my jaw. And I think that the same kind of things happen when we're slipping away from God, too. That we don't desire His Word as much today as we did yesterday. Um, we find, our, find myself putting um, other things before God. You know, like, eh, you know what, I'll just skip reading my Bible today. It's fine. And you know what, if I get time this afternoon, maybe I'll throw it in for five minutes. When that happens too many days in a row... Um, I better stop a minute and take my pulse because I can just be heading down a not good path. So to be aware of where you are and the things that are necessary. I mean, I take the time to exercise every day. I wouldn't forget that. Surely I can take time to talk to God every day. Right. So I won't forget it. So be able to have it right. doing it. Right, yeah. Well, there are so many different things you can do. And if you want to share some of the things you do, Put it on our social media. Go onto our Facebook and, and share the things that you do to keep yourself afloat and, and remind yourself of how much God loves you uh, because someone else will benefit from it beyond just you. Um, so please uh, don't forget to share those things on our Facebook. Uh, maybe take a picture of you doing something wonderful. Put it on our Instagram page and share the, the good news with people. Um, we've been trying to be succinct here and get this thing done so that we can go and spend time with grandsons and... Uh, so that you people can get on with your lives as well. Pastor Dan, I know you want to enjoy some more Gaither music, so we, we won't drag this on for too long so you can get back into that um, part of your life. And I Can just I just say one more thing, oh, too, before you wrap it up? Yeah. And that is, I just think you need to approach everybody with kindness. Yes. Kindness is so important. Yes, yes. Yeah. Be kind. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be something, be kind. Yes. Um, so you know, check out our Patreon uh, look for the book that I wrote about my story, which is called Still in Beta. It's available on Apple Books. It's available on Amazon. Uh, you can get it for your Kindle. You can also get a paperback on Amazon. Paul Pippin, Still in Beta is the name of it. 
And so that's out there. And then be looking soon. Uh, hopefully by Christmas we'll have the next book out, which is going to be called Piece by Piece, which will also be available in those same places. Thank you, everyone, uh, for being patrons. Uh, if you're not a patron yet, check out the Patreon page. And uh, I think that's about all I have to say, except for uh, aloha until the next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs> <laughs>